Every podcast has a song, so everybody come along. My fantasy team can't be beat. You will suffer your defeat. My point total is really large. I'm your LM man in charge. This is the intro I will use to bring you all the news. Hello, friends, family, and opponents, and welcome to the podcast, the BFFFLFTF, whatever, blah, 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 podcast. In this episode, we will be looking at the season preview. We'll be going through my preseason power rankings, see where where I think everybody will stack up. We're going to go through what my projected record is for everybody. Who do I think my league champion is going to be? Who's going to be in the playoffs? Who's going to be avoid trying to avoid getting last and then to wrap up the whole show i will be having a bold prediction for each player for each team i should say so i'll have a bold prediction bold prediction for everybody uh that could be either roster or just how your team might end up okay well let's just get the show on the road uh this one should not be as long as the last one and if it is then i messed up somewhere but here we go with the preseason power rankings. Coming in at number one, Colin. It's me. I feel like everybody should feel that they're the number one coming into the league, coming into the year. Uh, you drafted the team. Hopefully you like your team. If not, it's kind of on you to draft better in the future, maybe. Uh, so number one reason I'm number one, I have the strongest bench in the league, in my opinion. I have very good depth at running back and wide receiver. And on bye weeks for quarterbacks and tight ends, uh, there's plenty of talent in the waiver wire that I can make that adjustment when I need to. Um, I have enough depth to be able to move pieces in trades. If I get a big injury, I have enough uh, depth to that is expendable that I can make moves to help. Um I am also the biggest fantasy researcher. That's not a brag. It's just the truth. And, I mean, I don't expect everybody to put in as much, I don't want to say effort, but as much time as I do. That's Everybody has their own style, and therefore that's why I'm number one as well. And I watch the second most football in the league, and that helps. Um, there might be a sleeper out there that nobody's heard of, but when you watch enough games, that you'll eventually catch on to guys like that. Number two in the preseason power rankings is Dad. Dad, he had a prototypical Dad draft, like I mentioned in the last episode. Some big news on Dad's team. Leonard Fournette got dropped from the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's kind of a big deal for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, the reason Leonard Fournette went in the fifth round, I believe, was because of the Jacksonville offense. Uh, he gets... If he's in the Jacksonville offense, you can expect 20 to 25 touches every single game. Now, when he ends up somewhere else, he's not going to get nearly that kind of work. Uh, I do, He will definitely get a job somewhere. It's all about how much production he can produce in the touches that he gets. Because he's not very efficient with his touches. At least he was not in Jacksonville. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. One of the scary places that I've heard... Now, this is just the rumor mill of where the best fit for Leonard Fournette is, is Kansas City, which I do not like because I have Kansas City's uh, running back already. But that would be very interesting if he did end up there. Another reason is his I think he has a pretty meh bench. Um, I would look to acquire some 
uh, running back depth throughout the season, like his, his running back depth went drastically downward with the release of Leonard Fournette because um, he's only got Adrian Peterson. Like, yeah, he's going to get touches, but I mean, whatever. He drafted Latavius Murray, which is more of a handcuff for Alvin Kamara. Uh, and that's about it. So I would look to add some running back depth for your bench. And Dad also watches the most live football games out of anybody. And that is a big aspect, like I mentioned before. Dad will watch, I mean, he used to watch every single game on Sunday. And it'll be interesting to see uh, if he's able to do that this year or not. Number three in my power rankings is Courtney. I think Courtney has the second best bench in the league behind myself. Uh, she has very good depth at all of the key positions that you need depth in. Besides, um, I mean, she even drafted, she have two quarterbacks, two tight ends, which I don't agree with, but yeah. Uh, her running back depth is very good with DeAndre, or DeAndre, DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor, both rookies. Maybe looking for one of those to blow up. And then very good receiving depth. Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Sterling Shepard to round out her bench. I like her bench a lot. And a lot of these power rings are an indicator of bench because I think everybody's starting lineups, if you go up and down everybody's starting lineups, is very good. When there's only eight teams drafting, I think everybody should end up with a very solid starting lineup. So having the depth for injuries by weeks is very important because by weeks, it lasts from week four all the way to week 13 that you have to be prepared for. Um, she has the second best running back trio, in my opinion, behind myself with Ezekiel Elliott, Miles Sanders, and Josh Jacobs. That is three very solid picks. I had Ezekiel Elliott and Miles Sanders as first round picks, and Josh Jacobs I didn't rank because she was a keeper, uh, which is stacks up very well with me with Barkley, Edwards, and Eckler. I had them all as first-round picks as well. So she has a very, very good running back trio, which should help. I think she has the running back assets that could be very useful in potential trades that she wants to make. Let's say Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger uh, don't pan out for the season, which is very possible. She has the running back depth needed to maybe go get uh, Josh Allen from Blake or Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, something from somebody um, is very useful in my opinion because there's a lot of teams that will be looking to be added to adding running backs in the future because um, the depth just isn't there on the waiver wire. And about me and Courtney are about the only teams that have efficient bench depth in the running back position. Okay. Um, also, as long as Courtney checks her team every week to make sure her players are actually playing. I can definitely see her battling for the trophy this season. There was a lot of Sundays where a player would be out, be ruled out at like 10 o'clock and just kick off at noon. She wouldn't get there to take him in or out. I think if Courtney just set an alarm every single week for, let's say, 1130, by then everybody should be ruled in or out uh, for those noon kickoffs just to make sure that you check your team to make sure everybody's playing and it gives you time to make adjustments when needed. Coming in at number four on my preseason power rankings is Mom. I think Mom has the second best starting lineup from top to bottom behind myself. When you draft with, when you start the draft and you get to keep Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey, it's pretty hard to mess up your starting lineup. <laughs> like you look at our starting lineups, so I'll just read them off really quick. Quarterback Lamar Jackson, running backs are Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Le'Veon Bell. 
Now, I'm not as high on Le'Veon Bell, but it was a fifth-round pick, so it's very, very good value for that pick anyway. And then her receivers of Julio Smith-Schuster, Juju Jones, Cooper Cup, and Odell Beckham. Uh, Cooper Cup is just a touchdown machine. Odell Beckham Jr., rough year last year. I think Cleveland Browns bounced back. Tight end, Hunter Henry, which is, I mean, it's fine. And then uh, defense and kicker, I don't really care about. But that is a very good uh, starting lineup that I think is second to myself. Um, her bench could lack in running back fantasy points from week to week. Now, why is that important? Like, your bench points, obviously, they don't matter. But in a way, they kind of do. They don't matter in terms of you winning or losing for the week, but it matters in terms of having depth for, let's say, Christian McCaffrey goes down in week one or Lamar Jackson doesn't repeat what he did last year. you got to have depth on your bench to feel confident in playing one of those guys on a week-to-week basis. Um, I think if Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey – come anywhere close to what they did last year, then I wouldn't be surprised seeing mom battling for the trophy uh, or having it stay put, to be honest. Um, it's a very good duo to be keeping. Uh, just got to hope that the rest of her lineup shakes out as well as it did last year. She didn't get the luck of having Dalvin Cook drafted this year, but maybe Joe Mixon steps it up this year. Maybe Le'Veon Bell bounces back. Uh, Cooper Cup keeps signing the end zone. It's a very, very good draft by mom. But I, just have it. I see her coming in fourth this season. And moving on to the fifth spot, just missing the playoffs. I have the kids. Uh, the kids. Kids, kids, kids. Blake, Blake, Blake. Um, looking at Blake's lineup, very consistent players. I think he lacks the star power to put you over the top to be one of the top teams in the league this year. Uh, just very consistent players that aren't very boom or bust. They're just very uh, consistent. And there's nothing wrong with that when you can put a guy into the lineup and know exactly what you can get out of it. But if you don't have the star power of a Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, stuff like that to maybe go out and score 40 in a week, then it might it might hold you back on some weeks where some guys you know, are a little lower in the point total. But um, overall, very consistent lineup. I think if injuries could put a little wrinkle in your plan with a lack of positional depth at key positions. Okay. So if we look at your bench, you only have one running back where he most mustered, which it's not, he's not bad. He's a starter. Uh, he might lose his job though. It's a pretty heated battle in San Francisco from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing from, you know, what I'm reading and stuff. It's not like I'm an inside source, but that'd be cool. And the only wide receiver, uh, on your bench right now is A.J. Brown and Will Fuller, which, again, I like those two players, but to only have one running back and two wide receivers on your bench could hold you back if you don't make an adjustment um, before week one or in the future. Um, if bye weeks don't work out in your favor, that one running back spot could be an issue. I haven't looked, but I'm not, I don't know if your running backs are on the same bye. If you have anybody that's on the same bye, then... Uh, you're going to be scrambling that week to try and find someone to put in that can put up points. Uh, also, get rid of that extra kicker. Okay, you don't need you don't need a bench kicker. Just drop him, pick somebody up, and also I would drop one of your three quarterbacks as well. So drop the kicker, drop the quarterback, pick up a running back and a receiver, one of each, and we'd be sitting in a lot better position for your bench. Okay, do that for me. 
and we'll be sitting pretty. Number six, coming into the season, I have Hannah. Hannah has very, very good wide receiver depth with Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Borden, Christian Kirk. I like her wide receiver depth a lot. Uh, her top running backs are solid, but she's lacking in running back bench depth in consistent weeks. Um, Taking a look at her running back on her bench, uh, Darrell Henderson, Carrion Johnson, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is a backup to Ezekiel Elliott, Carrion Johnson, and um, who is it? I think it's DeAndre Swift, I believe, is the other rookie in Detroit right now. I don't know who's going to win that job or who's going to get more touches. I think they both, it's kind of a split backfield. Whoever has a hot hand will probably carry it. And whoever, and if you get lucky and it is carry on Johnson, then that obviously helps. Um, another point for Hannah is will Hawkinson take the next step to be a steal in this year's draft, which is very likely. Drafting T.J. Hawkinson in the ninth round as your tight end. Uh, will he be able to put it together and be a top five fantasy uh, tight end this year. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I hope I'm cheering for him as being a Hawk. Uh, your bench is a little weak. Uh, I would look to be active in the waiver wire when the season gets a rolling. Uh, make sure, you know, check. Uh, the easiest way to do it is when you go to the waiver, waiver wire, the players tab, uh, I think it automatically sorts it by projected points. So I know projected points mean very little, but it helps to see is this guy playing a lot? Is he not playing a lot? Uh, stuff like that for like a running back. For example, if a running back is projected a lot of points, then he might be the starter for the week. Maybe the starter got hurt. That'd be, I'd be looking for guys like that to add. And also if you click on their name, you can see uh, how many points they've scored this year, what they've done in previous weeks. Are they, you know, on fire? Are they heating up? Stuff like that. So I would just look to be active in the waiver wire as the season gets rolling. I wouldn't do anything drastic to your bench right now because right now it looks, you know, it looks okay. It's nothing crazy. I would get rid of probably Jimmy G, but that's up to you. And just be active on the waiver wire. Look for some steals to be some, maybe find a league winner in the waiver wire. Coming at number seven in the preseason power rankings, I have Damian. Damian reasons uh, for number one. I think the wide receivers are going to have to carry the weight of your fantasy success this season. Uh, if you just look at your first five rounds, you took three wide receivers of Tyree kill, Adam Thielen and Cortland Sutton. And then you didn't take a wide receiver until round 11 with Justin Jefferson. Now I like Justin Jefferson, but if we take a look at your running backs, you took a running back down cook round one questionable. If he's going to play, then you took Tree Cohen in round six, he's just so scary to own, as I've mentioned previously. Cam Akers, round nine, he's battling for the Philly, or not the Philly, um, uh, Tampa Bay job, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I'm sorry. I, when it's new players like this, I can't ever, I can't always remember who it is. It's either, it might be the Rams. I think it's the Rams, actually. And then you have Ronald Jones, who's, a, I think, a starter in Tampa Bay, around 13. And then Matt Breida in round 17. So you're lacking running back depth. You have Gronk, but Gronk might get hurt. You also have Noah Font and Tyler Higby, which I like. But I really like Tyler Higby this year, but I don't think you need three tight ends on your bench. So I think the wide receivers are going to have to carry you if you're going to be uh, battling for the trophy at the end of the year. The lack of bench depth in case of injuries and bye weeks 
could also play an impact on your team. Uh, just uh, the, if Justin Jefferson pops off, obviously you have that. Um, it's decent depth, but it's not enough for my liking. Uh, I think also active waiver wire. And I think if the Vikings go 16-0 and this year, then I think you have a shot to make the playoffs. But that's about it. A very heavy Vikings-oriented draft, which I didn't come to expect anything else, even though you took the Green Bay Packers kicker. But that's another story, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's about it. Wide receivers, carry your team, you'll be golden. If not, then good luck. Number eight in the preseason power rankings, I have Corey. Now, I think Corey has the weakest of the starting lineups, but again, we still, if we look at it, I still think it's pretty solid. Svante Adams and Marvin Jones at your, and AJ Green are receivers. I've talked about AJ Green in the last episode, how if he can stay healthy, I think that could be a really good steal in round seven. Uh, running backs, Carson, Chris Carson, James Conner, Mark Ingram. Like, I like them as running backs. No shoe there. Um, Matt Ryan versus Carson Wentz every single week, and then Zach Gertz tight end. Like, that's still a very solid starting lineup. I like it a lot. Um, it's just, I think it's the weakest one. And that just shows kind of how everybody's starting lineup should be really, really good to start the year with an 18 draft that I like everybody starting lineups is just, you just came at the bottom of my poll. The lack of depth needed to survive. Ah, I can't talk. Sorry. The lack of depth needed to survive the season is what I was trying to say. Sorry. Just let me, let me, let me get a drink. Let me just refresh real quick. This episode brought to you by sink water. Um, so, yeah, the lack of depth that you have on your bench could come back to bite you a little bit. Just also look to be active on the waiver wire. Look for those league winners that can be after week one, two, so on and so forth. I love your wide receiver core. Um, you definitely could move pieces around to sure up the running back position or to sure up maybe you're tired of battling between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz and you go out and get – um, a Dak or Deshaun from Damian or a Josh Allen from Blake, something like that. You definitely have the pieces there to move around to help with that. So there's my preseason rankings of how I, I think the season could end up. Um, this is the strongest team to the weakest team. Just go over it again. Number one, Colin. Number two, Dad. Number three, Courtney. Number four, Mom. Number five, Blake. Number six, Hannah. Number seven, Damian. And number eight, Corey. Now, that's just my prediction. That's my preseason prediction. If you take a look at what my preseason predictions were last year, I was pretty wrong. Um, I would pull it up, but it's, I don't even know where it is. I can't even get to it. But um, I remember I had myself winning. I didn't even make the playoffs. I got mom right at number two, which felt good. But I think at the bottom, I had. Um, Damian and Corey, which, hey, I was kind of right because you guys didn't make playoffs either, but I was super wrong on myself. So don't take this too personally, which if you're listening, hopefully you know me enough to not take it super personally. Um, and if you do, if you do get offended by this, well, then you're just a little snowflake. <laughs> All right. So now moving on, I'm going to go through uh, my prediction of what I think everybody's record is going to be at the, from the start of the season 
to the end, what I think your ending record will be, and then I will predict the playoffs, and I'll go through that as well. We're going to start at the bottom. So what I did is I went through every single week. I predicted who I thought would win each matchup to get your record. I didn't just you know pull it out of hat. I went through every single week. Now, I'm not going to go through every single week and tell you which games you're going to win or lose because that's for the season week one preview. Stay tuned next week. You get a preview because we got football in nine days from when I am recording this. No, eight days. Next Thursday is the very first NFL game. Okay. Number eight. I have Corey. Corey's record, I have him going three and ten. Um, just again, the lack of depth, everything I talked about above, I have him going three and ten. At number seven, I have Damien going four and nine. At number six, I have Hannah going four and nine as well. Based off tiebreaker, I have Hannah ahead of Damien. At number five, I have the kids at five and eight. Five wins, eight losses. At number four, I have Courtney going seven and six. Number three, I have mom going eight and five. Number two, I have dad also going eight and five with a dad scoring more points than mom. And at number one, I have Colin going 13 and oh. That's right. I am predicting a perfect regular season for myself. Just, I look at my team. I just, some days, last couple days, just like a little depressed and sad. And I just don't want to get up in the morning and I don't want to go to work. And I'm just like, oh, I can't. And I'm just like, and I just go to the fantasy football app and I just look at my team and it just, it just drives me because I just fell in love with my team. I am, I have myself going 13 and oh, so that would set up the playoff bracket in the championship side. It would be Colin versus Courtney, mom versus dad. And the loser side, it would have kids versus Corey and Hannah versus Damien. Hannah versus Damien is actually a rematch of last year's first round losers bracket. And let's make some predictions. All right, we'll start with the loser side. Kids versus Corey. I have the kids moving on and Corey dropping to that all-important eighth-place game. Uh, it's not a seventh-place game when you're playing for last. It's it's the eighth-place game. And then Hannah versus Damien. I have pulling the upset. Not really. I have Hannah beating Damien to avoid getting last again. So that would be in the loser's game would be Corey versus Damien. And in the fifth place game, it would be kids versus Hannah. Now if we move to the top side, the first round, it would be Colin versus Courtney, mom versus dad. I have myself defeating Courtney and I have mom defeating dad. So I think dad will score more fantasy points at eight and five than mom's eight and five. But I think mom will defeat dad to face me for the trophy. Colin versus mom, dad versus Courtney, kids versus Hannah. Damien versus Corey. Now, we're going to start with third place game of Dad versus Courtney. I think Dad will pull off the W to secure a fifth overall pick in next year's draft over Courtney. I think Dad gets third. Courtney gets fourth. Going to the fifth place game to battle for the third overall pick. I have Hannah defeating the kids. I have Hannah getting the third overall pick and the kids getting the fourth overall pick in the losers game. Who do I think is going to get last place this year? I think between Damien and Corey, I think it will be Damien. I think Corey, he has, he's has 
uh, one last amazing week in him. His team's going to go off in round 16. He's going to have about a 80-point lead going into the very last week of the year, and that will carry him to the second overall pick, and Damien will be getting last. Another championship game. Colin versus Mom. Can Colin pull off the undefeated season, going 15-0, and carrying that trophy high over his head, and having everybody, all seven of you, signing up for his class next year? Or will Mom repeat as the champion, and we'll all have to hear everything we heard all year long all over again? Nah, we're not. Colin will pull away with the dub. Saquon Barkley is going to have an insane two weeks. Daniel Jones is going to be throwing it to Saquon all week long because the Giants will be battling for a playoff spot. And I think Colin comes out on top as your fantasy football champion. Didn't see that coming, did you? Colin goes 15-0 to secure the trophy. Feels good, don't it? good. I'm just going to, just a moment, just to enjoy it. Can I get some applause? Applause, please. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Moving on. You don't have to hear me gloat anymore. With that noise, it is time for some bold predictions. Now, these are predictions that are kind of over the top a little bit, and do I think they will all come true? Probably not. Do I think I hit on some of them. I sure hope so. That way I can come back to at least one of them and be like, ha, see, told you. So, bold predictions. Let's start with Dad. Dad's is easy. Dad's bold prediction, honestly, kind of easy. I think every player that is currently on Dad's bench will not be on his team in Week 17. That's right. Everybody on Dad's bench will not make his final roster at the end of the year. Now, I think, does he maybe go out of the way and keep somebody on his bench all year? Probably, just to prove me wrong. But if it's dad's anything like I know, everybody's gone. <laughs> everybody's gone. Courtney, I think Cam Newton will end the season as a top seven fantasy quarterback playing for the New England Patriots. That's kind of bold because um, I had him as number 12 going into my fantasy, going into the fantasy season. So that would be, you know, five spots higher than what I think. Top seven would be, you think about it, eight quarterbacks should start every week. So top seven would be he's a for sure fantasy starter. I think he ends the year as a top seven fantasy quarterback. Going on to mom, I think Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey will not lead their positions in fantasy points this year. Now, I feel like that's probably the boldest prediction that I have. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey were head over heels, the highest scoring player at the position last year. I do not think they score the most at their position this year, both of them. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes could outscore Lamar Jackson. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that could outscore uh, Lamar Jackson. I think here's some predictions of who I think could. I think Dak could. I think um, Josh Allen could. I think Patrick Mahomes could. Heck, I even think maybe Jim Daniel Jones could. So, and Chris McCaffrey, there's so many running backs that I think could. Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards, Ezekiel Elliott, Kamara. I think they all have a reasonable chance to outscore Christian McCaffrey at their position this season. Kids, bold prediction. I think there will be no week this year where you score the most or the least fantasy points. 
I think you have the most consistent in terms of fantasy scoring every week, but I don't think you'll have the number one spot in a single week, and I don't think you have the number eight spot in a single week. Uh, that's I feel like that's kind of bold. Like, come on, give me something there. There's always a week where somebody, your team just doesn't show up. But that's my bold prediction for the kids slash Blake. Hannah, Hannah's bold prediction. I think TJ Hawkinson emerges as an every week starter at the tight end position, which would mean he would end up as top eight tight end at the end of the year. Again, top eight, eight, star, eight teams. There's eight starting tight ends. So I think he ends the year as a top eight fantasy tight end. I hope it's true. Go Hawks. Damien. Damien's bold prediction. I think Justin Jefferson will score more fantasy points than any other rookie wide receiver. I kind of went over this a little bit in the uh, draft um, breakdown. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is in the best spot of all rookie quarter right, rookie wide receivers. I think that's pretty bold because if you look at the rookie wide receiver class, it was loaded with talent. Jalen Rager, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, um, CeeDee Lamb. There are so many good rookie wide receivers, but I think Justin Jefferson will outscore all of them. Corey, bold prediction. I think Evan Evan Ingram scores more fantasy points than Zach Ertz by the end of the year. That is a big deal because Zach Ertz is Mr. Consistent. He always finishes in about the top four. Evan Ingram, I just have disconnection with Evan Ingram. I just love him so much. Don't know why, but I think Evan Ingram scores more points than Zach Ertz by the end of the year. And Colin, myself, what's my bold prediction for my team? I think Daniel Jones, my quarterback, my starting quarterback going into week one, ends the season as a top six fantasy quarterback just ahead of Cam Newton. Big deal. Big deal there as well because think about all the quarterbacks. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Drew Brees, Kyler Murray. There's so many quarterbacks. I think Daniel Jones ends up as a top six quarterback. Real quick, let's check the mailbag, see if we got any fancy questions this week. No, no, we do not. Remember, if you have any questions, let me know. I, that You can either say, hey, you can put this in the podcast, so that we can answer it there, or you can just be like, yo, just answer this right now, and don't share, don't tell anybody, because I feel like it's embarrassing. That's also okay. Let me, if you have any questions at all, whether it be how to use the app or should I drop this guy, should I start this guy, anything like that, let me know, and I will answer it in the mailbag of the week. All right. So here's how this is going to go. So we have football every single Thursday. I The plan is to hopefully re- release just one episode a week where it's both the review and the preview of the upcoming week. And I'm hoping to do that, have it out by Wednesday. If I do not, hopefully have it out by Wednesday. So that way you're covered for the Thursday night game as well. That's the plan. And if I stick to it, awesome. Now, maybe some weeks I'm behind because I'm lazy or we have something going on and it comes out a little later than my bad. But that's the plan as of right now. I wish everybody the best of luck. Look for the week one preview coming by next Wednesday. Uh, If everybody doesn't know who you're playing, I can just tell you real quick. It is the matchup of who you played last year 
in the very last week. So we have a title rematch between mom and dad. Um, Blake's playing the, Blake's playing Courtney. Colin's playing Damien. And Hannah's playing Corey. So it is the exact matchup at the end of the year with last year will be your week one game. And so look out for that. Again, any questions, let me know. Um, anything you want added to this, any type of information you would like me to cover, let me know, and I will do my best. Um, and that should wrap things up for the week. Hannah, take us out. I just need the whole title.